Welcome to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. The number one podcast for learning and talent development professionals. Now here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome back to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch. I'm excited you're joining me today for my bonus Q&A conversation with Dr. Keith Keating, who is a chief learning officer and the author of the new book, The Trusted Learning Advisor. If you have not yet listened to our last conversation, which was all about how you can become more proactive, less reactive, and more of a trusted learning advisor in your organization, make sure you go back and listen to that. Keith shared a ton of great advice on how to become more strategic, more consultative, build more relationships, how to think about looking at the value that you provide to the organization and how we can avoid being disrupted by AI and other things that are changing in the workplace. So if you haven't listened, make sure you go back and check that out. Today is our bonus Q&A conversation. And Keith, you have worked in a number of different roles uh, throughout your career in L&D and working. And I'm curious, when you think back across your career, what has been one of your biggest accomplishments or proudest moments so far? I think being in this career and being here now, today, and, and I think I've amounted some level of success along the way. But if I think back, I still wear the fact that I'm a high school dropout and it's never too far. And there's there's a, a lot of shame that went along with it for so many years. And I think my I'm just proud of where I am today in that the kid that couldn't learn, the kid that basically dropped out, not basically, but did drop out of school is now helping other people learn because I've learned how to learn. So I, I, my answer would be it's being in this field and having it be recognizing now that it's a calling. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's absolutely incredible that, you know, you dropped out of high school, probably thinking I'm not good at learning. Father told you you're going to be working in fast food to fast forward to today, you know, having the degrees and the PhD is great, but also publishing a book, teaching other people how to help people learning. It's just amazing. Something to be incredibly proud of. That said, I'm sure you've made many mistakes in your career as well. Anyone who is innovative usually does. So when you think back across your career, what's been one of your biggest failures or mistakes and what did you learn from it? I think the biggest struggle that I've had overall is relationships. When I moved to Hong Kong to take over leading a leading learning in Hong Kong for HSBC, I had such an American mentality of I'm the boss and I just need to tell you what to do and you're going to do it. Whereas the culture is so different. The culture is about relationships. It's about family. It's about knowing who the people are and truly caring for them. And I didn't go in with that mindset at all. And I wasn't getting anything accomplished. Mm-hmm. I would literally sit in a room and maybe there's four people in the room and I would tell someone what needed to be done. And they would just look at me and it wouldn't get done. And then a couple of days later, I would say, hey, did you get that done? And they just kind of wouldn't respond. And so finally, the person to the right of me would ask them to do the exact same thing, and then they would get it done. Hmm. So I pulled this person to the side and I said, hey, why is it I can't get anything done as the boss here and you're able to get it done? And he schooled me and coached me that it is all about relationships. And I took a class on understanding the culture and understanding how to 
talk to people, how to lead people in Asian countries. And so it helped me recognize that that was a weakness of mine that, you know, growing up in, in the organization where I was used to somebody just a boss telling somebody else and they went mm-hmm. and did it. And it taught me to take a step back and recognize the human that's on the other end of my yeah. request first. Yeah. And then lead with or then follow up with whatever the request is. Right. And the way business is done there. I mean, it's a, it's a great lesson, a great story. I've been reading The Culture Map recently by uh, Aaron mm-hmm. Myers, and she talks a lot about how business is done. And it's so different between the US and Europe and Asia. And uh, it's cool reading those stories and the mistakes that have been made. So uh, thank you for sharing that. When you think about talent development more broadly, what do you think is one of the biggest challenges in talent development today? Who owns it? Is it the individual employee? Is it the government's responsibility? Is it the organization's responsibility? Is it inside the organization? Is it HR? Is it L&D? Is it talent? There's so, it's very confusing. And I think for me, my passion is I want to enable, empower, and encourage talent to take control over their future through the power of learning. Whereas the government may offer some support, the organization may offer some support, I'm not putting my future in the hands of an organization or the government. I want to control my future. I want talent to feel that same way. So the answer to your question is, I think who owns it is uh, very confusing to people. And my hope and mission is to empower talent to take control. Yeah, that's a big one right there. What's a trend that you're following right now that you're excited about in L&D? AI. AI. I, I... Love that. Uh, I mean, not just LMD in general, but it has made me better at everything I do. It's uh, I'm a better writer. I'm a better learner. I'm a better speaker because it's writing a lot of my keynotes for me. It's helping me create LMD strategies. It's helping me look at the context and the content that we're creating in LMD. So there's just so many different use cases. I don't think it's a trend because it's it's the now and it's the future. So I guess, let, let me take a step back. What trend I'm enjoying and fully support is cohort-based learning. Hmm. I feel like the pendulum is swinging away from digital asynchronous learning to now, you know, between COVID and years of digital learning by ourselves, we're now recognizing we need people, we need community, we need context. I don't just want to sit and click and learn something without being able to discuss it and figure out how do I apply it in that exact moment. And so cohort-based learning is continuing to grow. And if I had to choose between asynchronous digital learning or synchronous cohort-based learning, I'm going to choose cohort-based learning every time. Yeah, I like that. I've been running a lot of cohort-based learning programs lately as well. Keith, when you think back recently, is there a book other than your own that you often recommend (laughs) or have found valuable? You mean beyond this one? Beyond the one Uh, that you're thinking of, yes. (laughs) Yes. Make it stick, the science of successful learning. Now, of course, beyond yours as well, Andy. Yes. Make it stick, the science of successful learning. Every single L&D practitioner should be required to read it. You should not be able to say that you're in this field unless you have read it, regardless of your role. They, that, and I'll leave it with this. There is no nothing that's going to make learning easier. No LXP, no LMS, not even AI. Learning by nature is hard. 
if it wasn't hard, we would all be speaking every single language that exists. Mm-hmm. Learning is hard, but we can lighten the cognitive load so that cognitively it is not as challenging for us to learn. We know that eight hours a day in a classroom is not the right way to learn. Our brains simply can't process it all. So why do we continue to teach that way? Long story short, make it stick, science of successful learning, every LD practitioner should read it. Understanding the neuroscience behind what we do, because there is a science behind what we do, will help you be a better practitioner and help your learners learn by lightening that cognitive load. Yeah, that's a good one right there. Other than ChatGPT, is there an app or piece of software or a tool that you really like that helps you do your job better? I mean, it's still in the AI space. It's Gamma. Um, and that's, I'm not advocating for it because now there's thousands of tools out there, but I would say, you know, AI and gamma right now are the ones that I'm utilizing the most. Awesome. Uh, last question for you, Keith, for those out there in the L and D talent development world who are looking for ways to accelerate their own career success. What's one more piece of advice you would give? You mean beyond reading your book and my book? Beyond reading our books, which will be (laughs) on the list, right? As well as the made to stick. What else would you recommend? Establish your credibility. Hmm. Don't rush it. The the challenge that I'm seeing in our industry right now is there's a low barrier of entry. Anybody can say they're an L&D practitioner. They can take a course on Udemy or Coursera and all of a sudden give themselves a title, you know, trainer, instructional designer, performance consultant, whatever it is. When you do that and you don't have the credibility to back it up, you don't have the experience, you don't have the expertise, you do a disservice to the learners, to our stakeholders, to yourself, but also to the industry. So how do you build up that credibility? Well, first of all, it takes time. You need to understand the science of learning. You need to understand learning methodologies. You need to understand... So there's a lot, fortunately or unfortunately. So I would say uh, take time to truly learn how to build up your credibility, build up relationships, look for individuals who are experienced in the industry and build relationships with them. Mm -hmm. If you ask somebody for 30 minutes and you're not selling anything, because if you're selling something, we're going to hang up. But if you're truly just wanting advice on how do you build up credibility? How do you build up expertise? How do you build up your practitioner skills? Virtually anyone is probably going to say yes, and they're going to give you that time. One other piece of advice, um, apprenticeships or volunteer. And I don't like offering things for free, but if you're looking to build your skill set up, that's one way to do that. You know, volunteer with a church, volunteer with a community center for whatever that skill is you're trying to develop. You're offering it to them for free, but it's giving you a chance to build that experience, understand, develop that credibility so that you can continue to grow from there. Excellent. Well, some great advice there, Keith. Thank you again for coming on and sharing some of your experience, your your proudest moments, your mistakes, your recommendations, the trends you're following. Everybody need to make sure you go out and grab Keith's book, The Trusted Learning Advisor. It's available on Amazon and on his website, I'm assuming. Keith yes, Keating. There's a link there. Yeah. Website is keithkeating.com. Yes. KeithKinning.com. You can also connect with Keith on LinkedIn and you can connect with me there as well. Keith, thank you again for being here. It's been awesome talking with you and I look forward to talking with you more soon. Absolutely. Thanks again for making the space. All right. Take care.
All right, that will do it for my bonus Q&A episode with Keith Keating. I hope you enjoyed that episode and our conversation's always fun. So many great insights, so much great experience, such an amazing journey that Keith has been on. Go check out his book. I hope you took some notes. I hope that you are going to be taking some action to improve your own career as a result of listening to these past couple episodes. And I want to thank you again for subscribing, for sharing, for reviewing, for posting about the podcast. It has been really helpful to spread the word, and I would encourage you to continue to do that. I really appreciate it. And if you want to take your listenership to the next level and connect with other people in the Talent Development Think Tank community, come join us. We have a paid membership community where we have guest speakers joining us every Wednesday. Keith is going to be joining us in 2024, and I'm excited to have him leading a session on becoming a trusted learning advisor in our community. So if you're not a member, come join us. The website is tdtt.us slash community. All the information is there, tdtt.us slash community. Thank you again for listening. I want to let you know that I am grateful for you and that I am rooting for you and that I hope that you find some gratitude for what you have in your life today and you find ways to turn your challenges into opportunities and take care of the people around you. Talk to you next time.